Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? Uh, it's your boy, High Five Tom. It's that time of the week, my friends. And uh, I've got my my very good uh, my very good friend here, the soon-to-be Okerlin Podcast Award nominee, my good friend Will here on the other side of the world. Will, how are you tonight? Doing great, Tom. And uh, I know I'm an award-winning podcaster, but I also think I deserve a Medal of Honor because I went through a holiday weekend and didn't punch any old broads in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, and he didn't even leave that pre-production. This is new information for me. So, I mean, I'm assuming I didn't get a call from Brittany that you were in jail uh, that that happened, but... I, I, with ha- I probably would have been bailed out by the owners, hopefully. If not, I mean, hey, they want to run... My one-man department without me, they can go right in. <laughs> yeah, that's funny how that works. So, well, it's uh, another another. We're all thankful at the store because it's the last. Really, it's the last holiday that we got to worry about until like Thanksgiving. That's crazy. I'm surprised Liberty is not bigger for you guys. Not really. Hmm. Wow. So they actually let you know the people that labor celebrate. That's nice. No, like we're open and shit, but it's just not like it's not like because you get like Memorial Day, then you get Father's Day and the Mother's Day and the Fourth of July, and they're all like right in a row. Easter, and they're all like it feels like they're also like condensed, and then it's like summer just opens up after, yeah, Fourth of July, and like we'll be busy if it's like nice out, yeah, stuff like that. But there's not really a day where we gotta be like, oh, this day we're gonna be like destroyed on this day or this yeah. these stretch of days hmm. yeah i don't uh i don't miss that industry it's just uh yeah fortunately weekend at the lodge was just it was i don't want to say hell's not the right word because i made a lot of money but it was tough yeah this year fourth july i just uh i just credentialed dentists and wait for my wife to come home uh Started the movie Vice on Netflix about Dick Cheney and finished Road to Perdition. Uh, shout out to my good friend Perch, um, as heard on episode 2.6. Uh, it's Paul Newman's last movie as uh, on screen. Um, yeah, so I did a whole lot of fucking nothing. So cool. We were we were open on the fourth, obviously, because we're a grocery store. So I yeah. was there, but I t- it, it was, I hate the short days like that because I've feel like i get all my stuff out and ready for the day and then i just start like i'm just i feel like i'm immediately counting down how long until i just have to take it all back like yeah <laughs> it's like oh i get to put out like i do the soup station that's part of my gig so like i get all the soups out and all the times like all right well in like four hours i now pull the soups yeah why did i even bother putting them out to start with because i know if i didn't some old bitty was going to come up and i was going to have to knock her out gonna have to give her the brutal bob treatment you know i'm just gonna have to yeah yeah and actually speaking of knocking people out yeah i worked a cubs game today i try not to work cubs game and i only had two issues today which for working a cubs in the game, in the discord you said you were switchblade milwaukee tom so yeah i mean yeah and they were both brewer fans just uh this one lady was pissed she couldn't bring her plastic bag in for the rules and 
this uh, other lady got upset that I almost confiscated her child's uh, metal water bottle because she lied to me. But was the kid got shine in there? Couldn't bring in the the water bottle. No, you can't bring in. You can't bring in metal, um, like any aluminum or metal, just whatever. Got to be see. Got to be see through plastic, right? Uh well, just well actually, they can't. You can't bring in any outside beverage into the stadium, right? No, you can. They yeah, as, long, bring as, as long as it's sealed, and as long as the water bottle. And that was the other thing. Actually, I didn't even mention the water bottle wasn't even empty. Um. Wow. Yeah, I shouldn't. But it was. Yeah, I was getting my ass kicked, and I just. I, I haven't been to like a live sports thing in close to a decade. Oh, actually, I went to a hockey game. Like the. I don't know if you call it the minor league. It's pretty much minor league. Yeah. I went to a hockey game a couple of years ago. I, I knew I know nothing about hockey. So hockey, live is fun. What did you go to an NHL game or just a regular hockey game? No, it was uh the Manchester Monarchs. Nice. Which uh were they were like the minor affiliate for the LA Kings. Oh, that's cool. But they, when they reformatted, like how all that stuff is set up, they like got bumped down. Yeah. But the well, you being all the way in Manchester, and then if you get called up, you got to fly all the way across the country. But yeah, so I don't know exactly like what their team is considered as far as like minors, AAA, whatever, like divisional title they have. Yeah. But well, with my mom, it was. It wasn't a work thing, but it was kind of a work thing. Yeah. One of those kinds of deals where when I worked at the call center, we had the option if we could also try working some hours with the kind of like sales group that was also kind of running out of the same call center. And the Manchester Monarchs do a charity game every year for breast cancer. They call it Pink the Rank. So it's like, that's cool. You get a bundle, like you got your ticket, you would get your shirt, you get a couple other little goodies, you go. They make the the rank pink, like the ice is pink. They bring out because uh, Manchester's got a really good uh, cancer treatment center. Nice. So they bring out a lot of people from that. Hmm. That sounds uh, fun. But other than that, last like major sports game I saw Yankees Mets like ten years ago, new Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah. That was a rough crowd. That was a much rougher crowd than when I went and saw the Expos play the Yankees back when I was in kindergarten up at the Bell yeah. Center. <laughs> yeah, little little different. So yeah, I mean, when I was talking, I talked about that game at work, and one of the store owners was like, "Well, why'd you guys go all the way to Montreal for a baseball game?" And I, I brought up the, the Google Map and like I zoned in. I'm like, "Abel, I'm from." Like I'm way closer to Montreal than I was to yeah. that was hosting baseball. So yeah, at least professional baseball. So yeah, I'm the. I mean, yeah, you can bring in as long as it's um, sealed. It's in plastic, um, you know. Or if you bring in a water bottle, make sure it's empty. You can bring in food. Um, you know, this one group they brought in six sandwiches. Um, they just can't bring it in a plastic bag, which is fucking weird. But I'm surprised they let people bring food and drink in. And they don't, it isn't just kind of force you, like, oh, you can get food and drink while you're. See, and that's what I thought. I mean, because as a kid, I don't remember them ever letting him do that. Um, but then, you know, last year when we started, it was still COVID. So there was all kinds of weird restrictions. But now it's just a damn free for all. 
Um, and with prices, I mean, I don't blame people. You know, you want to smuggle. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people if you're going to smuggle alcohol in, do it in a goddamn plastic bottle. You know, because you go through that scanner, it's not going to pick up the plastic. Um, that's all I'm saying. I mean, for the price you got to pay, you know, and I understand because I mean, working in the stadium, logistically getting like the drinks and everything um, is, is a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work to get all that stuff spread out. And they have a guy that actually does comes in with a full um, like gas station. Like, you know how they bring in the gas tanks, you know, in gas mm-hmm. or CO2. And he fills up the stadium CO2 every day. That's actually a pretty cool process to watch, but I mean, but yeah, he pull, pulls in this huge fucking truck and it's in the middle of the stadium, you know, so he's driving down there and everything. There's a couple times I came around the corner and wasn't paying attention. And I was probably listening to a podcast. I'm like, oh shit, there's a big ass fucking truck. Um, so I understand, but but still, I mean, $13 for a goddamn can of Lion Kugels. I like them as some Lion Kugels, but... It's like when I took my brother to a concert, he's like, He's like, would you mind going to get us some bottles of water? I was like, oh, I'm paying for them. I'm like, listen, we're not paying for bottles of water at the Palladium. We'll go to a gas station after. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I don't like that. You know, I, I've had jobs where. $7 bottles of water. I don't think so. Yeah. You charge more because you can. Like jacking up prices for events. I mean, I understand a little bit because, I mean, you got to do more work. But. My favorite yeah. drinking at a venue story was is when we went to new york for like our anniversary getaway kind of thing we went to uh i think it was the gramercy theater i think see the backseat lovers not my cup of tea they put on a decent show their opening act was fucking awful the crowd loved it so i must i must just be wrong but i asked the guy at the bar because I'm like oh I'll get a drink I said what do you guys have for hard cider doesn't tell me what they have he just pulls this big ass angry orchard tall boy out cracks it open puts it on the counter and he's like you're paying cash or card it's like brother I didn't say I I wanted this I asked you what you had but I bought it and tell you what that was the best drink I've ever had out (laughs) how much was it It was like what's that, ten or twelve bucks. Like it was a, it was not your standard like can that you just grab like at the gas station. Like, this was a big boy. <laughs> so like an old Foster's can. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Oh shit! What do they call? I should know. It was, you know, it wasn't a forty ounce or like the Foster's can, like the the, the big bass. But like it was a sizable. It yeah. was. I think it was over twenty ounces. Yeah. Well, Foster's is twenty five point four ounces. So I, I nursed that thing through the through the the, the main band set. So I'm like, this is good. Nice. Ang- certainly the best Angry Orchard I had ever had. Oh, huh. just I yeah. Ciders are really hit and miss with me. Um, Magners I love. I Magners love is great, especially if you can get Magners on tap. Yeah. Um, shout out to my buddy Trey. Yeah, we get all. Twisted up at a drink of Jack Daniels and uh, Magners at the at the library in New York City. Um, that's Williams. Um, well, that's where the high, uh, that's where um, High Five Tom. Uh, what's the name of the damn video? Where I'm high fiving people in New York City. We just lucked out because it was two for one for happy hour, but 
eleven dollars for a goddamn Jack and Coke. Are you kidding me? Uh, New York City, so that's all I gotta say about that. that was an expensive trip. Yeah, that was just one night of yeah. The I mean, ball. even even the one night that we all got together. I mean, when I think back, I'm like, how much money did we kind of collectively spend in that that 24 hour window? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time just hanging on the street, yeah. just hanging out at the end there after we went to the deli. Thank you, sunshine. Might be a little dry, but Ooh, I got a hummus and romaine and lettuce and what kind of bread is this? Wheat green? Yeah, fancy bread that we buy. Sprouted wheat. Sprouted wheat bread. What what kind of hummus? So is this like a straight up hummus? Is this a flavored hummus? Yeah, garlic. Yeah, we got a garlicky one. So it's from from Aldi, so. So, well, Will, I do want to start off with our shout-outs to Brundon this week, but um, we're running a little bit of time on our uh, the Zoom call here real quick. Well, that's, that's what happens when you burn through half the time in, in pre-pro just talking about nothing. <laughs> well, I would say it wasn't nothing. It was more like probably more two-thirds, but... Someday Tom and I will do a special episode about our beef with time travel storylines and TV shows and movies, but until that's, then... <laughs> yeah, you know... I won't do. We only get to talk to each other once a week, so we gotta catch up to the other weekend. So, um, start yeah. putting out that Patreon for fifty cents. You can start getting bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. I think we're a little, a little far away from Patreon, but that's the uh, that's the selling point. Tom doesn't Tom doesn't want to pay for the premium yeah. Zoom, so yeah. people to ship it. Yeah, and now uh, yeah, Face said her and Brittany are gonna be our favorite supporters on OnlyFans. So. Um, that's for all that premium content. So high fivers, we will be back in about for you about eight seconds. So and more the entire card in its entirety. Order your copy of Border Wars now from ROHWrestling.com. Ring of Honor invades the Mountaineer State, and Road Rage is heading to the Big Apple. We've got all the sights and sounds here tonight inside Ring of Honor. ROH's live debut in Charleston captured the attention and the imagination of everyone in the capital city of the Mountaineer State. The anticipation had built for weeks, but on the day of the event, Ring of Honor stars and fans were everywhere. Much of the day's spotlight went to the number one citizens of Sandy Fork, Delaware, the Briscoe Brothers. Mark and Jay appeared on the morning news for ROH's local affiliate, WCHS ABC8. And they're making their debut for Ring of Honor in West Virginia tonight at Civic and woke West Virginia up in Sandy Fork style. The Froggy Bow. Froggy Bow is a combination frog flash elbow. Hey, when he gets on the top rope, you watch out. The seven-time World Tag Team Champions signed autographs all over the city for fans young and old. Dem Boys were the featured attraction at Mark Porter GMC, a major ROH sponsor in the tri-state area, even shooting footage for a TV commercial. The Briscoes found time to appear live on the air on Charleston's 107.3 K-Rock with afternoon on-air personality, BT. Damn boys, damn boys, damn boys, We've been tag chants eight times. Ten times. Get a load of this. Get a load of these guns. We'll see what the radio I've never put a pound sign to the Briscoes. You know how much West Virginia loves a good street What the hell is this? Then it was bell time, and the people of Charleston got their first taste of wrestling action, Ring of Honor style. One of the featured matches was the Radio Wars battle, where the Briscoes were seconded by their pal from K-Rock BT, 
against the team of Totally Awesome, Chris Silvio and Paradise, accompanied by Huntington Rock Radio 98.7, The Planet's Rebus. Charleston's honor was upheld, but not without a fight. Our visit to West Virginia was exciting for everyone involved, but next week, road rage will continue, this time in the Big Apple, New York City. We'll have a special program from Best in the World 2012, Hostage Crisis, at the world-famous Hammerstein Ballroom on 34th Street in Midtown Manhattan, featuring unbreakable Michael Elgin facing the Belfast bruiser Fit Finley, as well as the triple threat match for the World Television Championship with Jay Lethal versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Roderick Strong. Be sure to tune in for these great matches next week, being seen for the first time ever on broadcast television. We will see you then, next week, inside Ring of Honor. More Ring of Honor Wrestling is just a click away. Get involved, get informed, and get social. Visit ROHWrestling.com for past and present videos, new ROH merchandise, and information on how to become a ringside member. Follow ROH on Twitter for up-to-the-minute info on Ring of Honor wrestlers and live events. And don't just follow. Become part of the conversation with the official ROH Facebook page and interact with fans from all around the world. Join the ROH social revolution anytime from anywhere. Ring of Honor, this is wrestling. Ring of Honor Wrestling is the best live pro wrestling experience on the planet, and we're going to prove it. In Milwaukee, Saturday, July 14th at the Turner Hall Ballroom. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Friday, July 27th, the Lawrence Joel Coliseum Annex. Spartanburg, South Carolina, Saturday, July 28th, the Memorial Auditorium. And Baltimore, Maryland, Friday, August 3rd at the Duburns Arena for a national TV taping. All bell times are 7.30. For tickets and information, go to ROHWrestling.com. It's Ring of Honor on tour live. JC, our main event tonight is Eddie Edwards one-on-one -on -one against Kevin Steen. Now, this match was originally not a world title match, but you made it one after an incident with a recent prospective Ring of Honor sponsor. That's right. All Steen had to do was go to a dinner and meet an executive from a prospective... Oh, oh. And speak of the bastard and up he pops. All this guy had to do was go to a dinner and meet an executive of a very important company that was intending to sponsor Ring of Honor Wrestling. And instead, he made a spectacle out of himself, as he always does, as he enjoys doing. I predicted it a long time ago that if that man won the Ring of Honor World Championship, it would be the ruination of this company. And so far, I'm starting to see my prophecy, unfortunately, come true. He's rude, he's crude, he's vulgar, he's an attention whore. He thinks it's all about himself. He cuts a, a wonderful physical specimen standing there with his t-shirt on that felt around his shoulder because it won't fit around his waist. I am sick and fed up with Kevin Steen and his behavior. And Steve Carino disappointed me as well. I always thought Jacobs was a little weird, but I thought Steve Carino had more to him, more character as a man than to be involved in this little band of misfits. People wasting print paper on Steen. And certainly, as we know, Steen is not alone with Jacobs and Carino. But it's always dangerous when Kevin Steen is involved in anything on television. It appears that Jacobs has a microphone in his hand, and that means Steen. Yeah, they've always got a microphone in their hand. That's the problem.
you hear what they're chanting? Can you chant that a little bit more, please? Remember, that's the name that you told Bobby Cruz never to introduce me with. Remember that a couple months ago? You don't deserve it. From now on, Kevin Steen, he's, he, he's wrestling's worst nightmare. Well, you know what? This right here, the Ring of Honor world title, proves that I am Mr. Wrestling. You want me to come in there, huh? You want me to come Yes, in? I would love for you to come in. You know why, Jim? Because I have a lot to tell you about. Jim, last let, let week, me, let listen me just say to one me. Thing. I no. didn't tell him to introduce you in any way. You are wrestling's worst nightmare, and you don't deserve to be called Mr. Wrestling because of your actions and your comments. Really? I would say that these people disagree with you. Jimmy, that's a good line. This title disagrees with you. But the reason I wanted you to come in here is not to argue back and forth. In fact, it's to tell you about the great time I had last week when I went to meet that sponsor to represent Ring of Honor. Remember, at that, I went to have dinner with him. Yeah, I had. I remember. I, you seem a little upset. Your, I, I would it, not be upset. Do you know how much money you cost this company? That sponsorship went out the window as soon as you pulled your tricks. Tricks? Listen, I thought you'd be proud of me. There was nothing broken. There was no bloodshed. I thought it was a pretty good evening. They really, as a matter of fact, I think they overreacted when they called security on me. That, they called security because you threatened a man's life. Okay, just like you have been for about the last 10 years of your career, you're wrong. I didn't threaten his life. All I did was make an observation about how if he kept pointing his finger and poking my chest with it, that I would choose to, instead of ordering off the menu, to feast on his face. Well, that, that's not good. You think you're real smart, don't you? I do think I'm real smart. Well, I've, I've got something to tell you. Because it's no secret, everybody realizes that I've always said that if you were the world champion of Ring of Honor, you would put this company out of business because you would ruin our sponsors. You would conduct yourself as an animal in public. You would ruin our public image, and the prophecy is coming true. So, since it's no secret that I want somebody to beat you for that title, that's why I made this match tonight with Eddie Edwards for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And, let me just say one more thing. If Eddie Edwards doesn't win tonight, and if Davey Richards doesn't win at Best in the World, from now on, every time you step foot in a ring about a ring for a singles match, that title is going to be on the line. I don't care if it's somebody from outside Ring of Honor, inside Ring of Honor. I don't care if it's a popcorn guy. I don't care if it's you in the ANX t-shirt. Sooner or later, Kevin, sooner or later, somebody is gonna beat you, especially before that affiliates meeting rolls around in September and you get us kicked off television. Sooner or later, somebody will beat you. 
Sooner or later, we'll both be dead. You sooner, me later. And you know what? I can promise you one thing. You, you old, out of touch piece of garbage, will not be alive long enough to see someone take this from me. Because my name is Kevin Steen, and whether you like it or not, I am the Ring of Honor World Champion! All right, high fivers, we are back. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed that little uh, Steve Carino clip. Um, what this uh, show was aired or took place June 30th, 2012, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I guess it's called Live Strong uh, with the three as the E and Live. I don't know what that means, but I mean, I'm sure Jim Cornette does. It's, uh, it's branding for those DVD sales. Yeah. yeah. Which we, we do hear a lot from the commentary booth about buying dvds and buying replays and yeah i mean what's how i mean basically i mean it's how ring of honor started so i mean you know um but we start off and we've got uh kyle o'reilly um you know coming here whining that he didn't tap to adam cole i'm not a bad promo from kyle o'reilly i mean like it's not his strong suit but you know and it was like right into the entrance like you you press play and all of a sudden kyle o'reilly is like coming down to the ring yeah, with that awesome theme music that everyone thinks is Red Dragon, Red Dragon. Shout out to Mark Order Podcast, which you can hear live as a recording. Um, yeah, we've got Steve Berger. Uh, neither Will and I know who Steve Berger is, but Steve Carino on the call. I kept uh, hearing cheeseburger. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but our our uh, opening match is Jay Lethal versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, interesting matchup. And like I said, um, and Will, I assume you know this, but you know Kyle O'Reilly's um, Kyle O'Reilly's a diabetic, right? Yes. Okay. It's just it's it's always been fucking impressive when that guy's in the ring. As I mean, it's not like he wrestles a slow plotting style. No. I mean, dude hits hits like a motherfucker. So. So, solid opening match. Commentary puts over that neither one of these guys are on a terribly hot win streak right now. They're both coming out of uh, Best in the World having lost. Yeah, with losses on their record. So kind of a kind of a must-win situation for uh, for both men. Yeah. And real quick, I just want to shout out my better half, Faith. These tomatoes are fucking awesome. Thank you, Sunshine. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. I mean, these two were a lot of fun. Uh, lethal super kicks, calorizing mouth. Um, but this time he did a uh, springboard cutter, not off the ropes. Um, have you seen him do that before? I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Jay Lethal, so I, I didn't even pay a lot of attention to this match either. So, again, a more tolerable match out of Jay Lethal. Yeah. I mean, I do have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of Jay Lethal in the future. But, but uh, well, I mean, he's, he's still in Ring of Honor. So. Yeah. Well, he tried to leave, go to the competition, and the competition bought Ring of Honor, so he's right back where he started. So, um, but next we got Joe Coff uh, comes out. Um, you can also hear Joe Coff played by yours truly on uh, the Bra- Brain Busters uh, 2021 saga. 
Shout out to Brent and Beaumont again. But uh, basically, um, he's just sucking Bruno's dick and la da da da. You know, it's like Bruno's the greatest, the whole kick caboodle. Um, you know, visit our sponsors, you know, la da da da. He only heard of Pittsburgh because of Bruno. Um, you know, I mean, Joe Coff is what it is. I mean, he's a suit. It's you know. this was unnecessary. It felt like an unnecessary part of the show. He thinks the sponsors and whatever. Yeah. But pandering. I you get know. it. That's one of those things that you do before you that's something you do before you like go on air. Yeah, if I was on DVD, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I don't care. Um, You know, Bruno comes out. And uh, let's just take a moment, too, to point out the, uh, the issues with audio that Ring of Honor has for these for these events. Commentary sounds good, but if somebody's talking on a mic in the ring, it's, it's, yeah. Charlie, it's Charlie Brown voice. Yeah, like... Um... Last week's Bennett promo was very much like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, in, in uh, yeah, Bruno exceptionally said a lifetime achievement award from Ring of Honor. Um, okay, I didn't know he wrestled in Ring of Honor, uh, but he gets on the mic. Just you know, he said the guys in the back. You know, I like this company. Blah 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 blah. Throw some shade at WWF. I mean, Hunter is still beefing. Uh, but Bruno likes Ring of Honor because there's not 30-minute promos or any soap operas. Oh, wait. We're going to get soap operas later in the show, Will. I'm going to vent about that later. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I get why they did this. I just – it came off like a fart in church. So, this was definitely the low point of – well, the, the first low point. There's another low point, but it co- definitely comes out quickly, but – uh, but then we cut to Veda Scott, uh, Mrs. Speedball Mike Bailey, uh, interviewing Pepper Parks. Uh, Pepper Parks looks a lot different without facial hair. He looks, he's definitely like, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you say, oh, it's 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, you add a little dye in the hair, you add 10 more years of. Doing the business, you, you ditch a name like Pepper Parks, and you get a name like The Blade, and you know what a what a what a difference it makes. Yeah, um, he look. I mean, he looked good here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, no, great talent. Yeah, but he's facing the new TV champ, Adam Cole. He won the title at some point. <laughs> I guess it was the day before. It must have been on the road after that proving ground match. Um, but Tom, the TV title changed hands. Not on TV. Yeah, that pause, the high five versus record. That pause was intentional. Um, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, this is where this is where things start. I mean, you start to lose me here a little bit. Um, I just wish they would. I know it's tough with TV tapings, but they just don't get their timing right, and this is this is a little frustrating. Because um, they they really didn't talk about it on commentary. It was just like, oh yeah, he he recently won the belt. But it's like when? Yeah, I think they said it was the day before. I think. But yeah, it's just like, mean, like this was a big thing because like we just had the proving around match, and like you think knowing that this is going to go up. 
and people haven't seen him win the belt yet, you know, you could have sold him a little more. But like, oh, you know, he had a even if you bullshit it, you're like, oh, he had a great match with Roderick Strong for the, the TV title the other night, and it was a hell of a match. Sorry, you guys couldn't see it, but Adam Cole is your new TV champion. And, and I know this is going on a DVD, so it's going to be later. But if you're in the crowd, you're like, oh, Adam Cole's got the TV belt. When did he get? Because he came out with a strap. I'm like, what strap Adam Cole got? <laughs> well, and it's funny. I don't know. I was wondering the same thing because, like, you know, when you go on Honor Club and they got the little picture thing, he's got a, there's a picture of Adam Cole in there from the promo. He's got a belt on. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? He's got a belt and he's got the prison mic uh, bandana on. Well, teeth got fixed, though, so that's good. Um, but, well, I don't know if you noticed this, but did you notice the, the music that he came out, that Pepper Parks came out to? I did not. He came out to Salus Young's music. There's Ring of Honor recycling music again, so. Everybody does it. No, just Ring of Honor. They're the only people ever. I I know you're being facetious, but I watched through Twitter, like, you know, people from different podcasts start following other people posting about wrestling. Whatever. So I checked out a show, and they did a an entrance theme, like, quiz where like, they played, like, a snippet, and you had to guess who it was. And it was a theme that had been used for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. For Ultimo Dragon, for Tajiri, and for I think it was another guy that they used the same theme song for. That's for all these guys because they're all Japan supposed to be Japanese. Ay, ay, ay. Um. Anyways, um, we'll get to the match before we dwell on this too much. But uh, you know, great solid hard hit match. Um, you know, Pepper not for being an unknown, the dude looks looked awesome. You know, but Adam Cole hits that super kick uh, to the straight jacket suplex and uh, gets the win. So that's kind of Adam Cole's finisher right now. Obviously, it's going to change in the future, but. If ever, the other guy, it, he looks much older now, obviously, but dude's been at it for a long time. He's 13 years at this point, they said. So he started in 99. Oh, 1999. Back when our biggest concern was the computers taking over. Oh, yeah. And everybody's ready for that Y2K thing. Oh, oh yeah. That was, a, that was a deal, Will. I remember I bartended, yeah, New Year's Eve morning that morning. They started showing coverage. So they started showing New Year's in Australia. And it wasn't an issue in Australia. But <laughs> I worked later that night, so it turned out midnight. It was funny. My boss went downstairs and flipped the breaker and turned the lights off in the bar. Everyone's freaking out, and I'm like, hey, people, you see the street lights on across the street? See the bar, <laughs> you know? You know, I, I used to serve some special people, but that's here nor there. Um, but, yeah. So, like this was talked, neat. It was, it was cool. It's fresh match. This show gave us a lot of fresh matchups, which yeah. is at least the one thing. And there was a lot of matches because there wasn't a whole lot of – Promos and stuff kind of tucked in. You had a couple here and there, but this was largely two and a half hours of match, 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 match. Yeah. Um, I want to cut real quick to a Bennett promo. 
sorry, high fivers. I'm eating. It's been a late day. So, um, Bennett, you know, he's going to beat the other two. You know, Cornette needs to give him a title shot, blah, blah, blah. Adam Cole respects, you know, Parker, or, uh, Pepper Parks, blah, 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 blah. But then we have a very interesting four-way match. Like you said, a lot of fresh blood mixed into this match. So we have Kenny King versus not Matt, Mike Seidel versus Mike Bennett versus Mike, Mike Mondo. Um, you have to you have to crack up that uh, Trino's like, didn't Kenny King get the memo in here that, you know, didn't we have another Mike in this match? So that was pretty funny. Um, you know, it started off kind of like as a tag match, but it's a four-way survival match. So, um, you know, and for four dudes, and I'm not really a big Mike Seidel fan. I'm not really a big Matt Seidel fan. I always get Matt Seidel and Alex Shelley mixed up for some reason. But uh, at the end of the day, these guys really had great chemistry. You know, I'm not sure how much wrestling they had together. Um, but this match was a lot. I mean, obviously, we're huge Mike Mondo fans. If you don't know that by now, High Fivers, I don't know what to tell you. It was your first time listening. Will and Tom are humongous. Shoot, Mike Mondo fans. Um, yeah, and then the end was kind of fun. Um, so, Seidel gets Mondo. Uh, Bennett gets Seidel. Oh, yeah, and then Kenny King, um, all in a sleeper hold. Uh, but then uh, Mike Mondo hits the chin checker on everybody. Everybody goes flying. Um, honestly, that looked really good. All four men in that played that to, to a T. Um, and then we get some scuffles. Uh, Bennett hits the box office smash on King. Seidel, Seidel hits a moonsault on Bennett. But Mondo comes in, kicks Seidel real quick in the stomach, gets a double hook swinging DDT for the one, two, three. Um, real fun match. Loved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I really did. I mean, I'm not a big Kenny King fan. Not a big Mike Seidel fan, but um, everybody killed it. And I'm definitely yeah, and, uh, Bennett and Maria roll out. Mondo still in the ring, shakes hands with the other competitors. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, wait, what's going on here? So I'm like, I'm hopefully they're not shifting Mondo. Because, um, I mean, he pot, I mean, he was in the face versus Bennett at best in the world, but he's in New York. Um, but yeah, but yeah, King and Mondo, you caught in a quick dap, and then uh, they both shake Seidel's hand, and, uh, you know, shows a lot of respect. So, but he stays hot. I just hope they don't, you know, turn him face and just let him be, you know, eyeball biting Mike Mondo. So, what do you think? Well, I had talked to it all talking. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So, I thought the match was fine. I honestly did not pay a whole lot of attention to it. You know, happy to see Mike Mondo pick up another win. So, yeah. a little bit of a streak right now. And, uh, We'll see. I, in a perfect world, they wouldn't force people in like a face or a heel thing. Because, I mean, you could have two faces wrestle each other and one might be more open to healing it up a little bit. Yeah. For example, you could have two heels wrestle each other, but is one more of like more of a chicken heel? And the other one's more of like the actual like dastardly heel? Like, yeah. The, you know, it's like a Toriano thing. Is he good? Is he evil? <laughs> Does he just want you to buy a copy of his book? Yeah. 
Um, you know, and it was a nice high after, I mean, listen, Parks and Cole is awesome besides the whole, we don't know where it got built. Um, but this is the other low point of the episode for me. Um, next you get uh, Princess Nana coming out with uh, Mia. Uh, you know, he's talking about the embassy is forever. Uh, and it looks like Nana was going to propose to Mia. So he got like down on one knee. But then uh, Chapa comes out and uh, this is where Will came back in the room. And basically got the living tar kicked out of him by Chompa. I came in to see him get the knee in the corner. Dude. I so I thought he was I thought he was destroying everybody in the embassy. But then Artie Evans and Princess Mia are still chilling at ringside. Well, Artie Evans comes out after Nana's after not but Mia's just kind of like, oh no, the damsel in distress, even though we should know she's a real badass motherfucker after that kick she laid last week, which is awesome. Thank you, Mia. Hopefully we see you in more action. Um, not just the play thing, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, Artie Evans came out with, with you know, with, well, I think, um, yeah, because it was a Nana and Mia promo, and Artie Evans came out with Champa, and then Champa just, just demolished, you know, hey, tells him the embassy's over, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then we get Tommaso Champa versus Eddie Edwards. Um, <sighs> it was fine. The match was really good. The cameras kept cutting to Mia and Artie Evans a lot. There was a couple times where, like, Artie Evans was, like, looking at the camera and not at what was going on. So it's like, are they cutting away because they're trying to, like, hide something? Like, is is something, you know, something happened? But it did feel like we got a lot of camera time for people who weren't actively participating. And it was creepy. In the match, yeah. You know, Artie Evans doing the whole thing, you know, not like... Yeah, because they weren't... It was was like they weren't actively watching. No. It was like they were just there. Yeah, and then Mia's doing the whole... She's like like clapping a little bit, and it's like, there's this... They didn't need to be there. Yeah, it was... It was fucking horrible. I'm sorry. It was... You know, it took... I mean, in that... So, like I've talked about before, my, my process is... I'll watch this once, you know, I'll do it at one and a half, two speeds, and then I'll rewatch and take notes like I did today. And today when I rewatched it, I did just concentrate on just the match. And all bullshit aside, Chompa and Edwards actually put on a really good fucking match. It's two Boston yeah, boys, not. baby. What's that? It's two Boston boys. Got the built-in chemistry. Yeah, I mean, you literally have two of the top ten or top five in your company um, beating the piss out of each other, but you know, it was like you said, they just kept cutting it, and it was, you know, and you just had Bruno San Martino less than an hour earlier talking about how there's no soap opera, or I can't even do an Italian accent, but there's no soap operas in Ring of Honor, and that's why he likes it. And then you get this shit. Of course, Chapa and Edwards, you guys put on a hell of a match, beat the living shit out of each other. Um, I love Chapa lose and uh. Champa is eating the L again. It's clean this time, though. No interference, no nothing. Um, nope, gets that gets that roll-up combo. Yeah, which it was a really fun move. Um, you know, Eddie, I mean, these guys put on a, a, a fun clinic, some fun submissions, um, some strong style. But, yeah, like you said, uh, yeah, Champa goes to the knee. Edwards gets out of the way. He does the, the leg trip thingy. Uh, he rolls him up and pins him with his legs. 
Um, will these moves may have names? I don't know them. That's why I don't do play-by-play. Um, what a maneuver. Yeah. Yeah, and then Artie Evans is just sad because his cash call just lost. And then I could give a flying fuck. It was, you know, this really kind of took me out of it a little bit. But this next match brought me back into it. Um, next we have, I know I keep mentioning them, but they're my boys, uh, friends of the Brain Buster Boys, uh, BJ Whitmer, and that's a shoot, by the way, uh, both being from Cincinnati, talking with Veda Scott, and, uh, you know, he's talking about his feud with Jimmy Jacobs almost in his career. He's gone for almost three years. Uh, and then we get uh, Jimmy Jacobs versus BJ Whitmer. Um, they, they, they're doing some wild shit with the cameras during the Veda Scott, BJ Whitmer stuff to really make it look like she was shorter than he was. Yeah. Which, I mean, she is. But, like, yeah. there was that, that initial angle where they had, like, the, the down angle. So, like, she looked. Yeah. Because then it leveled out, and, like, she's still noticeably shorter. It's a throwing set. Yeah. Um, rookie move. But, um, no, I have a confession to make here. Um, BJ Whitmer, I've always kind of viewed as being pretty vanilla. Um, kind of an ordinary la-da-da-da. Uh, but, well, the simple fact is, BJ Whitmer can go. Great, again, was great talent. Um, dude is good. And um, and at the end of the day, you look at Jimmy Jacobs, the guy is a fucking genius when it comes to storytelling. You know, I've been um, using his stature to the fullest that he got my notes, but uh, like I've got my notes here, uh, life gave Jimmy Jacobs uh, chicken shit. But, man, Jimmy Jacobs made some awesome fucking chicken salad with that chicken shit, though. Um, I can't put that guy over enough. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, these two really worked this match to perfection. It was really perfect for what it needed to be. Um, but, yeah, at the end, Itmer, uh, Whitmer gets Jacobs in a bear hug. Uh, they, quote, unquote, topple over the uh, rope. <laughs> um, and I'm assuming you caught this so well, but Carino calls for Whitner to be disqualified for going over the top rope. He's like, well, duh. I mean, Cornette loves all this old crap. Why wouldn't he call for a disqualification? Oh, um, loved it. You know, and then uh, Paul Turner, you know, the worst referee, according to Carino, not more than 60 seconds earlier, uh, is at 18. But then Kevin Steen comes out, slugs Whitmer, um, Jimmy Jacobs getting the ring, and uh, yeah, he's counted out. So Jimmy Jacobs gets the ring. And it, it was weird because I don't know what happened to Carino's monitor, um, but he didn't see any of that. Weird. Didn't see any of it. Paul Turner's god. Um, but yeah, and then all of a sudden, Paul Turner is the greatest. Um, a lot of fun. Love this. Great storytelling. Um, you know, I do apologize to BJ Whitmer. I mean, you you can fucking go. That's the bottom line. Uh, but he gets, you know, he gets Whitmer gets on the mic um, after a third try. Once again, like you said, the sound issues. Um, but at least this time it was in house. Um, but yeah, he says, yeah, I put the honor back in Ring of Honor, um, and he's coming for Steen's lack lackeys, blah 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 blah. But dude, I hope we get that feud. Um, you know, it'll be fun to see if BJ Whitmer get some time in here against these three. So, yeah. Will, what'd you think of this match? Thought it was a great match. And like I said, you got, we got the, the character bits with Steve Carino leaving the, maybe some of the integrity of the, the commentary booth. Yeah. 
because you maybe had a personal bias for one of the wrestlers in the ring. Possibly. So potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so- not I'm not gonna say he's biased and wouldn't call something down the middle. No, not at all. He's not like Kevin Kelly. Who is on ring announcer duty. Oh, yes. But do you hear what else is going on? Kevin Kelly's doing actually this week. This week? Yeah. Kevin no, Kelly this week. is going to be on the break club with our good friend, Mr. Matt Bowman and uh, Kieran. Is he? I missed that. I, I, I listened to the, the episode this morning. I don't, I don't remember. Well, of course, the last episode was from. Did you listen to both last episodes? week? Yeah. Oh. Oh, is it, yeah, because yeah, did you listen to both episodes? Both episodes of what? The Wizards this week. They had two. No, so I saw because it's uploaded as one, but I did oh, see did that. Upload, okay, I haven't looked yet. They, they wound up uploading it as one, but I did see that they went live. As, I noticed last night or on Monday night, right? Or, no. Yeah, it was oh. last night because it was oh, Tuesday okay, this right. week. That they went live for a second time. Yeah, Matt came in as he's driving home and he blew up the stream yard. So when he logged off, he logged off everybody. But but you no, did, that's great. But you did hear uh, hear a shout out your birthday on there though, right? Even though I was I off my day. I did. I got up to. I started listening today, so I got up to the start of the men's interview. Okay. Um, and I was right. October 4th is Matt's anniversary. He did confirm that later. So yes. I just thought it was really ironic that KJ, I know we're talking about a different podcast, but I mean, they're a, main, a very big reason on why we're friends. Um, we may have been friends otherwise, who knows, but, but yeah, I just can't believe you picked that of all days. It was hilarious. But anyways, back to Ring of Honor, um, you know, so whoever's piloting this show, uh, they definitely kind of hit the runway. But they are definitely pulled their nose up after that last match. Um, they kind of level off here. This could have been worse, but I mean, this did it finally gets Nana to show some of his genius here. Uh, we get a little quick Prince Nana um, promo. Obviously, he's upset with RD or uh, with Champa and RD Evans for breaking up the embassy. But uh, Mia comes in. She wants money. He's like Nana's like okay. La da 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 da. I love how Nana talks. How Champa's upset. The Kingdom of Ghana. Love that. It was great. Um, you know, and just Mia's like, oh, well, he's just, oh, everything's gonna be fine, la da da da. You know, everything's gonna be fine, la da da la da da, and everything. But uh, yeah, I really like this promo, Nana. I don't like the subject matter, I don't like the storyline, but I thought he killed it. This really actually got a chance because we haven't seen this Prince Nana in a while. Um, I think he's better than I had give him credit for. Um, so yeah, so he's you know, you got Nana, Nana's great. I saw him periodically. When I started watching Ring of Honor, great interview with the Shining Wizards. Oh, shit, I never heard that. It was from a while ago. He's maybe a multi-time guest, but uh, great guest, great interview. Check that out. Um, yeah, loved it. Really, I, I mean, you know, was inside the subject, I enjoyed it, so... Um, but uh, will next match we've got Charlie Haas, uh, one half the outlaw, the outlaw Charlie Haas. Okay, the outlaw, which is bullshit. The real outlaw is my boy Zach Hendricks, the country air. 
Go Country Air, Book Country Air, hashtag. Um, not referring to itself. Um, versus one half of the current Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, All Men Express, Red Titus. And also there's a third guy who was in the front row that was part of the match, but not part of the match. Lots of arguing with Charlie Hoss. Um, Will, you're honestly just a, That guy is a player, right? I mean, he might not be. I mean, Charlie Haas jawjacks a lot of people in the crowd when he comes out anyway. He's kind of just got that personality. Yeah. It, could, it, it could be a plant. I mean, he got a little physical with him. Could be a plant. Could just be somebody he knows. Somebody he knows that he could get yeah. away with doing something like that. So Kind of like when at the GCW we show we went to, they had uh, Victor or whatever the guy's name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. The super fan. So it's like, was he necessarily put there intentionally for that spot, or was it somebody where Jarrett's like, "Oh, I know I can do this. He's going to be cool with it. Like, it's going to add. Like, everybody will be fine with it. Like, yeah." And just uh, for any wrestlers out there that maybe listen to this, uh, if you ever need me to do something like that, I'd be totally down. So whatever you need me to do, I'd be that guy. So, um, so Tom, what, who who is uh who is Charlie House wrestling tonight? He's wrestling Red Titus. So, Tom, are you – did the hair stand on the back of your neck when you start thinking about are we just going to get the Briscoes Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team Part 2 and it's just going to be All Night Express Wrestling Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team every week? <laughs> no, not yet. Various singles matches. I had high other... hopes. I have high hopes for this. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm hoping not. Um Honestly, I really like this match, and I really like Charlie Haas in this role because he's playing this shit heel veteran. And Rhett's, you know, the up-and-coming, you know, the young gun. You know, he's been around for a while, so um, not yet, Will. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it positive. I'm hoping we don't get this part two. I don't even know what's called that other shit show. So, um, yeah, I do love how Kevin Kelly got involved in this match. More storytelling here, Will. You know, Charlie Haas goes to grab the belt. Kevin Kelly's like, no, 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 no. You're my friend. You're not doing that. Um, and Steve Carino accuses Kevin Kelly of trying to steal the belt. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? Um, but then Rick grabs the belt. Uh, the ref won't let him do it. Uh, Charlie gets the chair that you brought in earlier. DDTs him, uh, you know, and the ref doesn't. And then, and then he tucks it in the corner. So it's like still sticking out. So like if you look up, you see the chair is there. That had to be an accident. Um, Cause he was, yeah, he was going to slide the chair off and it got caught between the ring and the apron. So the chair is just sitting there. But yeah, that was great. That had to be an accident. Um, but I don't know, Will. Um, I know you're a little nervous, but Red's got protected loss. Charlie looked really good. Um, Steve Carino once again thought something was fishy about the pin. Um, you know, and I like the, the story that maybe they're going with Charlie Hossie, Kevin Kelly. You know, because Kevin Kelly's talked how he's known Charlie Haas for long. He knows his family. You know, we talked about how Charlie Haas's behaviors, how Jim Cornette points out, and this is not the Charlie Haas that they all got to know, got to know the family of. And... Yeah. Um, so, honestly, I, I mean, I think they're using this to, to tell a story. I'm hoping. You know, so um, – yeah, and real quick, uh, we're just going to go over a couple promos here before we take our last uh, fuck you Zoom break. Uh, but we get Miss Mike uh, Speedball interviewing <laughs> Dem Boys 
Uh, really quick, short promo, uh, but basically in a nutshell, Jay Briscoe's like House of Truth, more like House of Horseshit. Um, yeah, and then we're going to get Michael Elgin and Rhino uh, versus them boys. And yeah, I forgot. So we should probably do some research on this because Carino's like, I raised Rhino. I mean, Truth Martini may think that he created Rhino, but he's like, I created him. And I remember because I, if I'm, if I remember correctly, um, Rhino is the last true ECW champion. And I'm not going to go into this WWE ECW crap. Will you mean the true ECW? The true, true. The um, only ECW that matters. Yeah. So I, uh, if I remember, I'll try and do some research. I'll ask my ECW marks, but uh, um, I do love that you brought that up. Um, you know, and uh, like how I described this match was uh. Bowling shoe ugly, but in the best way. Um, and again, Mark Briscoe. National the, treasure. Killing the promo game. Killing the promo game. Oh, man. I, I Mark, national fucking treasure. Um, you know, I could watch these four slug it out for hours. Um, yeah. And then there's the one spot where Michael Elgin picks up Mark Briscoe. Michael Elgin picks up Jay Briscoe. Now, you didn't hear me say that Michael Elgin dropped Mark Briscoe. No, he had both of them, and then he just fucking slammed both of them on the ground. That boy's country strong. That's the bottom line. Um, yeah, end of the match, uh, Jay super kicks Rhino. Uh, Elgin lariats Jay. Mark DVDs Elgin, uh, and then he's going for Rhino, but he eats a gore, a nasty gore for the one, two, three. Um, a win for the House of Truth. House of Truth with Rhino and not Roddy Strong. Um, you know, and I really kind of hope they, they stick Rhino with Michael Elgin. I think that's a great fit. So I will see what uh, what happens here. I don't know if he's got to go back to Congress or whatever Rhino does, but uh, we'll see. Um, well, Will, before we take our last break and go into the, the main event, is there uh, anything on this match that I may have missed or you want to add to? Nope. Cool. All right, well, high fivers, you are going to get a really fun promo here, real quick. Uh, that Jay Briscoe horseshit line um, is not awesome enough to share. So, high fivers, we'll see in about 10, 15 seconds. Tonight, you take on the House of Truth. I'm seeing a little bit of dissension there. What's the plan? How are you going to take advantage of this? I don't give a damn if it's tension, dissension in the House of Truth. The House of Truth will like the House of Horseshit. Tonight, we're going to whoop y'all's ass in Pittsburgh for Bruno San Martino. Tell them, chicken. You ever watch Animal Planet? You ever seen a big pile of rhinoceros manure? It ain't pretty, and that's what it's going to be tonight. Not pretty. All right, high fivers. We are on the final stretch. Well, we've got the main event of the episode. I mean, well, we. Um, but yeah, the main event is the newly dethroned TV champ, which yeah, I don't even think I remember them mentioning that he lost the championship. I'm not really sure. Um, 
yeah, versus the world champ. I do love this whole Kevin Kelly, um, you know, Kevin Steen whispering in his ear, reminding him to announce him as Mr. Wrestling, as Will had pointed out earlier. Um, bottom line, Will, I love this fucking rain. Um, loving it. So, um, but yeah, Will, did I don't did they ever mention that Roddy just lost the TV championship at all? Nope, just that he's the triple crown, triple crown champion. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Roderick Strong, another guy, obviously I'm a huge Roddy Mark. I was very fortunate to see him doing this kind of stuff before I saw him doing anything else. But on the surface, you'd look at him and he'd do another very vanilla, you know, that jock, cocky guy, la da da But, dude, that motherfucker's got a motor on him. Um, he, gets, he gets to be a, a bit of a bastard later on, too. But right right now... Yeah. Oh. I love Hugh Roddy. That's just that's just fucking genius. So, um, but yeah, he gets hard. He can work. Um, you know, I love you know Carino right at the bat throwing shade at Bruno. Um, you know, he's saying that you know Bruno wouldn't last ten minutes with Kevin Steen. Um, but will what do you think are the odds that Bruno's actually been out of that building for at least two hours at that point? Oh yeah, he left as soon as his bit was done. Okay. You know, no disrespect. Sorry, Tony Z. We'll talk about this tomorrow, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, Bruno just didn't seem very engaged, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, and like Will keeps talking. I mean, Cornette and Carino. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they uh, how they expand this storyline with these two. You know, um, great match. Um, a little short. You know, I was kind of surprising. I don't know if they ran. I mean. Do they have? I mean, I know it's a DVD, but do they have time to be out of the building or something like that? Because this match was less than 15 minutes. I know. I mean, they might have had, uh, could have been a curfew for the venue. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of, I mean, but I mean, life happens. Maybe somebody got hurt. Who knows? So, um, but fun match. I mean, I'm sure these two will have better matches in, in the future, but kind of a weird ending. Um, you know, once again, Kevin Steen hits that move that uh, Jim Cornette's never seen him do before, that sleeper suplex. Um, and then Roddy comes back, hits a sick kick on Steen. Uh, Steen kicks out. Um, Roddy goes to the suplex, but Steen reverses it um, into an F-sync. And Will, still and forever, your Ring of Honor world champion, Kevin Steen. Wrestling's role model. Mr. Wrestling Kevin Steen. Um, you know, Carino, just money again. And then Jimmy Jacobs uh, jumps in the ring and just he's um, he's miming, you know, Steen like he just had the match of his life. Loved it. Um, Will, once again, I did all talking. Sorry about that. I just got on a roll. You got any thoughts on this one? No, it's all right. I haven't said a whole lot because I didn't love this show. Like, like I said, it wasn't a bad show. I just found it to be a hard show to really get like yeah into. It bring you up and then it just felt long. Yeah, I just didn't feel like there was really enough for me to really get like invested in because a lot of it just felt like matches. Like it didn't yeah. really feel like anything of consequence really came out of it, other than Adam Cole has a belt Somehow. that he didn't before. 
Yeah, and Roger Strong doesn't have a belt that he had a belt before. And yeah, it wasn't really brought up in that main event. I mean, it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of stakes to me. I feel like some of the matches it could have gone some different ways. Like the four way could have gone to could have possibly gone to Mike Bennett. But it went to Mike Mondo. And well it should have. So I didn't think Brett Titus was gonna be Charlie Haas. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it was it's okay. Like yeah. I like that there was a lot of a lot of matches we hadn't seen. A lot of fresh matches, some new faces. It just felt really long, and I just felt uninterested in watching it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things were going against this this paper on DVD. I guess we'll call it for. I mean, best in the world is just so awesome. So I mean, you're you're gonna have a tough time beating that. Um, you know? I think it's the thing is it's like it almost feels like it's supposed to be like this big event. But there's no build to it. Like there's no stories that are really like leading up to this. There's you know nobody was saying, "Hey, you know what? We didn't get booked for best in the we didn't get booked for best in the world." But you know when I see you in Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't argue. This is definitely not not the best. I mean, we always ask. I don't know how we, you know, if you'd seen this. I mean, I might keep tuning in. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the TV this week was fine. This show, I don't think there's anything in the show I would say, like, I feel like I would go back to. Yeah. No, we have have the audio issues that kind of are persistent on the Ring of Honor, like, live show front. Yeah, TK, I don't know what you're going to do to fix that shit, but fix that shit, man. You got monies. I mean, there's nothing you're gonna do. It's like when you watch like the the original ECW pay-per-views and like every backstage promo, it's like there's like no audio. It's like you're yeah. you're picking up your laptop and you're like, what? What is it? I can't hear it. <laughs> well, well, it was a good match, but I'd be remiss. We do have two little last sections here. The last section, I wish they would have flip-flopped these. Um, and because I wish they flip-flopped them, I'm going to flip-flop them because we do whatever the fuck we want. So, yeah, the show ended with, a you know, Chapa. He's going crazy. He's going to kill Artie Evans. He doesn't give shit what money he wants to blah, blah, blah. But before that, and what I'm going to end this with was a very quick but awesome Kevin Steen promo. Um, there's no more illusions with Kevin Steen. He's breaking down that fourth wall. And I'm saying that he actually rips the Ring of Honor banner that they're filming the promo on to show he's actually just in a little brick building. And he's about to get naked. And he means all the way naked and jump into this little last shower. And he's champion. You know, no one's genuine Ring of Honor except for him. Loved it. Quick to the point. I mean, Kevin Steen could put a promo for an hour. But I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's in the same kind of vein as his promo for the end of Best in the World, right? You know, he's yeah. like, you guys are the hypocrites. He's like, I don't care. He's like, because I'm the most genuine thing about Ring of Honor. Yeah. So I just wish they would have uh, 
um, flip-flop. Oh, and I did forget to mention, um, so, Will, in the past 15 days, he has wrestled Davey Richards, beat him. Wrestled Eddie Edwards, beat him. Wrestled Roderick Strong, beat him. What three do all those people have in common, Will? They're all former Ring of Honor champions. Uh, yeah, that, that was really your main title mix, right? That was... I was going to say... There's, there's the three of those guys kind of bouncing the titles around. Yep. Yeah, so he in the past 15 days, he's beaten the last three Ring of Honor champions. So who's the real champ? He's beaten everybody they're throwing at him. And honestly, Will... So far, so, you know, every... But every match he's got going forward is going to be for that title. Um, and, I, you know, I'm going into this blind, and I'm kind of curious to actually see who is next. Um, is it Bennett? Is it going to be B.J. Whitmer? Um, I can see Whitner, Whitmer being thrown in on, like, a TV or something or, like, another, like, event. Yeah. But they're going to have to build somebody up to be the opponent for the Chicago Ring Show. Yeah, and that's coming up in less than two months. So, Because if you look at the roster, as far as people we see on a regular basis, there's not a whole lot of people that are on that level. Yeah. I mean, Bennett, maybe? I mean, but once again, you got two heels. But, I mean, I mean, Steen's pretty much a face, but, I mean, he's, you know what I'm saying. You know, um, Bennett could be good. I mean... It's early, probably too early for like a Briscoe. Yeah, I you know, but they're gonna have to start pulling some of these tag team guys because the, the the singles ranks kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, you got Lethal. They could feed they could feed Lethal to them. Elgin, Elgin. They could feed O'Reilly. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So. Um... Unless we have someone that's currently not been on TV recently. That person has to come back from the dead again, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, not the best, not the worst. Um, you know, they're not bottoming me out like they did in February, so that's what we're thankful for. So um, TV should be fun. And next week, High Fivers, we are covering the show that happened, the Brew City Beatdown, in one of my personal favorite venues, and it'll be your favorite venue after you watch the episode, Turner Hall here in Milwaukee. I'm excited. I almost went to this show. I don't know why I didn't, but all besides the fact that I had never watched Ring of Honor before, but yeah. Uh, well, Will, it's getting late. Thank you it so is. much. I'm sorry for keeping you up so late. Uh, tell your better half I'm sorry for keeping her handsome studly man away from her for a little while. She don't care. You know, well, tell India I'm sorry that Dad had to hang out with me for a little while, but uh, before we pull this train into the station, Will, do you have any any final thoughts? About Ring of Honor, no. But as this episode comes out, new Drive by Bukaki album, Bastards of Slime, will be available uh, online streaming. If you're in the kind of mass New Hampshire area, you might find some sporadic copies at various local record stores. But uh, check it out. Ooh, is there a record store in your neck of the woods I could buy that from when I'm out there? Potentially, I don't know how many copies they've got out and about in the uh, in the universe. But if you really want a copy, Tom, I am going to the CD release show. Okay, I wouldn't say no. So let me know how much I owe you. Maybe I'll bring you some angry, angry orchard. So, 
Oh, speaking of which, I know we could add, I could ask you this on, on post production. What the fuck would the fun of that be? But do you need anything from Wisconsin? Nope. Okay. Well, if you change your mind, you get a couple where we leave. Uh, shit, we leave a, a week from tomorrow. So, well, cool. Will, thank you so much, my friend. High fivers. Thank you for everybody. Uh, Brundon, I'll hit you up for your question for next week. Uh, but yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks for Visionaries Global Media, Chad Diesel, for putting this on. Uh, shout out to Graham. I hope you and Jackson had a good time at the Orioles game today. Uh, shout out to the Brain Buster Boys, uh, Brian from Ringside, JCB. Uh, I'm booking the territory, UTT Rob. Check those guys out. I'm missing a bunch. The Turnbuckle Throwbacks, obviously, Shining Wizards, Russell Special. Uh, that's all I got. Will, anybody want to put over? I'm going to put over Kieran. All right. Kieran, Matt's better ha- other half on the, uh, on the Bread Club. Dude's watching a movie a day. Every day, like that's respect. Like even he said on the last episode of Bread Club that it's becoming more of a chore to have to watch a movie every day. Is he like reviewing him? No, he just, just wanted it? to watch a movie every day for the year. Wow! But he said he's at the point where there's a lot of stuff he'd rather be doing. But at this point, he's hundreds, like one hundred seventy days in. Yeah. Well, Faith and I watched a movie a day in the during the pandemic. We went about a month and a half. But it was kind of like, yeah, but I mean, we went from working 100 hours a week to 25. So. Because you got to figure you hit the point, too, where it's like, especially if your whole thing is watching a different movie every day. It's not like you can just be like, you know what? I really like this movie. I want to watch it again. Because you know, I have moves like that, like, but to be like, I'm gonna watch a different movie every day. It's like, how many movies do you watch before you're at the point where it's like, all right, I've kind of watched what I want to watch. <laughs> now I've got all these other days to kind of just fill out. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the. I mean, if you're into New Japan or if you're kind of like me on the periphery, it's a. Uh, I I I dare say it's essential listening. Yeah. Like, I feel like for me, as somebody who tries to keep up by just timing free time to actually sit down and watch, New Japan doesn't always work out. Yeah. Matt Matt and Kieran do a great job going over all the, the what's and wherefores and the spoons and different forages. Are they just on YouTube or are they actually like out on podcast platforms, you know? Nope. So you can get the show. It's in the Fightful Overbooked podcast feed. Okay. So the there's the Fightful channel and there's specifically a Fightful Overbook channel. Okay. That their show would be in. So I'll, I'll just echo the stuff you said. Just also shouts out to Kieran and uh, Wrestling, the Wrestling Podcast. Re- he recently did an interview with Will Ospreay. Yeah, I just saw that. that. That's available. He's killing it. So, yeah. Great cool. stuff. All right. Well, high fivers, Will. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to everybody next week.
I was going to be the last Ring of Honor World Champion ever. I said I was going to bring ugliness to this company. And obviously, <laughs> I'm partway there. Jim Cornette, things will just keep getting worse until it ends. Sleep tight.